Newsbreak podcast. Born in 1948, Dyer came from a footballing background. His father managed the team Shamrock FC while his older brother was an accomplished amateur footballer. Now, during Maestri's formative years, he would often accompany his dad and his brother to football games, using this opportunity to hone his skills. At the age of 10, his pedigree was spotted by the Federation Professional League outfit Berea FC, who took him into their ranks and trained him to become a creative midfielder. I started off playing for Bria at the age of about 10 years and I played throughout my life for that one club. From an amateur football, from juveniles to juniors to seniors to professional, I graduated through the ranks until I became a professional for Bria Football Club. Now, during his youth at Bria FC, he was deployed as an inside forward, working to link up play and provide goal-scoring opportunities to his fellow strikers. But while he may have started off further up the field, Dyer is best remembered as a sweeping centre-half. During a game in the early part of his senior career, Maestri would be asked to fill in as a centre-back. As the story goes, Dyer would never play in midfield again. One day we were playing in Pretoria. We had a doubleheader. On a Saturday we played Bluebells. On a Sunday we were playing Pretoria Sundowns. And our centre-back, Philip Woodruff, pulled his hamstring. The manager, Mr. Bailey, told me to go and hold the fort in the back. Just play centre-half just for that day. From that day, he didn't take me out of the centre-back position. I established it as my position to play centre-back for my team. His career kicked off following the 1970 league season, where he formed a solid partnership at the heart of defence, where he would play the role of sweeper, a position in football that has since disappeared after teams began using the offside trap as a defensive tactic. Now, Maestri says that during the early 70s, his partner in defence, Fiki Valley, complemented his own strengths to create a no-nonsense backline. When Mr. Bailey told me to play centre-back, I was reasonably comfortable in that position. I made that my position. Later, Fiki Valley joined me as a double centre-back. So we should play that sweeper-destroyer role. It worked out to perfection. Fiki used to do all the destroying. I should come behind him and sweep across the line. And the system worked perfectly. But for all his accomplishments with Berea FC, 1974 was a year that Maestri will never forget as it was the season when he won the prestigious Player of the Year award. Now, such awards are rare for defensive players, as the accolade usually goes to attacking players known for their ability to score. But looking back at the 1974 season, Maestri says that it was a rare goal during the latter part of the season that swung the votes in his favour. In 1974, Matthew, the Bria team as a collective was reaching its peak. The players were used to each other, they understood each other, and we were rising very well. To my surprise, actually, I was selected as the Football of the Year for the South African Federation. And then that particular day when they announced my selection as Football of the Year, I scored a a goal against Cape Town Spurs. And I think that justified my selection as a Football of the Year. During the 70s and 80s, Cape Town Spurs, a team that would eventually become Ajax Cape Town, were a team that everyone wanted to beat and would win the league title on a regular basis. But in 1975, the usual script was changed as Daya and his Berea team won the league for the first and only time. We had an excellent run. We had one of the finest teams in, in that league and in that year. And it was the first time that a Durban Bay side had won the FPL. Usually it would go to Cape Town Spurs you know, and Sundowns, but we won it. It, it was a good breakthrough for us. Now, in the late 70s, Cape Town Spurs were the team to beat, and Berea FC did just that 
when they faced off in the final of the Coca-Cola Cup in front of 30,000 passionate supporters at the legendary Curry's Fountain Grounds. Dyer remembers the game fondly, saying it was one of the greatest football comebacks he had ever witnessed. We were losing 3-1 and most of the people were disheartened and they were walking out of the ground. I remember clearly we had a heavy downpour for a short while. It was a convective thunderstorm. And after the storm, we got back and equalized 3-3. Eventually, we won that game 4-3. That, to us, was the greatest comeback game I've ever played. Following the 1977 season, Dyer decided to hang up his boots, saying that he wanted to focus more on his family life. Dyer felt that he did what he needed to do as a player and said that at that stage, he began feeling the effects of a professional footballing career. But a short while later, the football bug started biting once more and he returned to the game as a manager for an amateur outfit from Shellcross. Now, one of his proud moments as the manager of that team was leading them to the Clover Cup final, a competition that was highly revered. Towards 77, 78, uh, I think the fire was going down. I was losing my passion for the game. And then the people from Shellcross approached me to coach their side. It was Mount Pilots Football Club. I enjoyed it. I played with them. I also coached them and took them to the Clover Cup finals. Verlum Suburbs beat us 4-3 that year in the finals. Clover Cup in those days was a big cup to play for and it, it was quite an achievement. Being a no-nonsense defender, Dyer also spoke about modern-day defending and how it differs from when he played. Dyer cites the Spanish national team as an example of how the position and demands of a defender has changed over the years. He says that the modern-day defender is expected to start the move, be comfortable on the ball, and have the ability to score goals on a regular basis. In our day, my job, when I attacked the game, was basically through set pieces. But the modern centre-back like PK and so on... They got to break through the center. More attack. It's more attack and less defensive work. With technology now a massive part of the modern game, Maestri also had his say on the controversial video assistant referee VAR system. Dyer says that during his playing days, a referee's say was final. But with VAR, Dyer says the technology often undermines the job. Immediately you try to tell, look, we've got someone on the field. You've got two assistant referees and they can't do a better job. So you need technology to intervene. In our time, referees' decisions were final. We just accepted it and carried on with the game. But you can see now, players and managers insisting, go to the box. I, I think that might harm the image of the game. Now these days, Dyer Maestri enjoys his job as a geography teacher at the Al-Fala College in Durban. He began his fascination for the subject of geography after his playing career ended and says that his learners help him feel youthful. Dyer even plans on publishing his own geography textbook that's expected to be released soon. I finished climatology, I finished geomorphology, I finished settlement. I'm on regional geography, the last section. I want to write it up properly, have it nicely edited, uh, enter it on internet, and I want to leave that legacy for my family. So I know I've, I've done something for them now. In his spare time, Dyer enjoys watching football, spending quality time with his family, and keeping his garden in tip-top condition. Now, while his current lifestyle is a far cry from the Burley centre-back that older football fans will remember, Maestri says he wouldn't have it any other way. I do a lot of gardening. I spend time with my two dogs. I do a lot of gardening. I enjoy my gardening. I train almost every day. And I spend a lot of time at home. I, I really enjoy my home. Just that I'm in the tail end now, in the departure lounge. But I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying my sports. I'm enjoying my family. I'm enjoying my granddaughter. Everything is fine. Everything is fine.
Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.